like Jake Gyllenhaal, but you definitely, you know what I mean? Like a, like a, not like a thin nightcrawler, like a regular, like a, and not like a bulked up boxing one. Southpaw. Real, real, real middle of the road Gyllenhaal. Cool, cool guys, I'm wearing a great jacket. It's so nice to see you. I'm your host, Cameron Esposito. Coming to you live in front of you. The day after a woman won the Iowa caucus for the first time. I don't care how you feel about Hillary Clinton. I don't care how you feel about Hillary Clinton. Celebrate that with me. A woman. Also, I do care about how you feel about Hillary Clinton. Because I hope that you love her. She's so qualified. Who? qualified girl is Hillary Clinton. <laughs> Who that person is that no one ever in the entire history of the presidency has ever had like quite so many different, like interesting kind of varied qualifications. <laughs> My girl Hillary! <laughs> That's who it is. I like her. She's cool, cool, but also rad. That, now that milestone has passed, and that's nice as well. Nobody can ever say well, we don't caucus for women anymore. We don't. You know how they always... I don't know if you've been to Iowa, but they yell that a lot. And it's kind of... <laughs> so stressful to just be there. Hey, speaking of women, I've got a co-host on this show, and she is a woman. <laughs> Bit of a comedian. That's funny. You don't realize that's a joke. That's the worst thing you can call... What's the worst thing you can call... A female comic cunt? No, we love that shit. <laughs> Comedian. That's a slap to the face with a fucking mace. You have a mace. I'm not talking about ma- like I'm talking about like an old timey, like an old. Do you know what I mean? You swinging around? No, not a lot of mace knowledge. Now I understand why you don't like Hillary. You don't understand history. Okay, cool, great. Here's Rhea Butcher. I fucking love Rhea Butcher. Let's hear it. Thanks, Cameron. You told Hello. me you didn't. You told me you didn't want to talk about politics. No, no, no. I didn't say I didn't want to. I just said, do you foresee us talking about politics tonight? And you were like, no. No, I said we were first, going to. First thing you said. But I didn't say I wasn't going to come out here and pump up the crowd with my sweet. <laughs> That's Hillary what I was hits. asking you. Are you going to talk about politics tonight? Nah. No, I was just going to do some jock jams for Hillary. All right, it's like got it. A warm up before the basketball game. You know, you do your laps. And sure, yeah. Like they're like pump up the jam, pump it up. <laughs> While the beat is pumping and the jam is stumping. Oh, what? <laughs> that's from. Now that's what I call a president. <laughs> Number one, volume 16, yeah. 
I was gonna, but then you did I that s- comedian riff before you brought yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I covered a well, lot of ground. Like, it, 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 you're totally right. What when you say like it's yeah, you can call oh. us a cunt because like I can actually say something to that. But comedian, yeah. you're like, God oh, damn it! I yes, it's, how but I, how do I? But oh god damn it! And it's like it's difficult. Yeah, <sighs> and it's like, like a word that means that, but also it's really annoying that it means that because you have to make it up. Like you have to say it that way, and then you can't even wear the same jacket. You're also acknowledging. You also can't be like who I am and what I do. Like from when you start, you have to be good. You're not good when you start. It's frustrating about it. It's like people like come up. I can't tell you why. Usually, but I like you. Frustrating, and not any other women. But it is. It's hard to explain, and it's just. There. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know, Rhea. <laughs> They'll never get it. They won't. So we was traveling <laughs> this week. Oh, Rhea and I, you know us. We're comics. And standing we here. We're also married <laughs> to each other. To the two of us. I'm trying to figure out the weirdest possible ways I can interact with you on stage because it makes you feel uncomfortable every time. And that's a new one where I just hold your hand but up. (laughs) Just hold it up in the air. It's like the worst Titanic. I can't even. Like, I just break your wrist and you fall off, right? Like, like, (laughs) float away. But like good, good news, there's one door. Yeah, there's just one door. Like two people can't fit on the door. It's a one-person door. Heart of the ocean. And then he just vapes away. <laughs> Do you know what I'm thinking about right now? Please Kate, tell Kate me. Winslet. Of course you are. Yeah, she's beautiful. <laughs> she is. You like her. Yeah. This is a fun part. Being a woman and being married to another woman is that you can be like, you know what I'm thinking about? Kate Winslet, and then she's like, oh, now I'm thinking about Kate Winslet. <laughs> Do you want to go in the, bedroom, in the bedroom and think about Kate Winslet together? <laughs> in fact, I do! <laughs> yeah, think about me like one of your French girls. Yeah. <laughs> we was traveling this week. We went to so many places. So many places. We went to a bunch of cities in Virginia, and one of them was, oh, I got into such a fight with the people in Charlottesville, Virginia. Because they told me that... Oh, yeah. They told me that... First of all, I just offhand referenced the human centipede. Those of you that know me... <laughs> no, that's not, like, that offhand of a reference. I'm thinking about, about it all, it all, the, all time. the time. Kate Winslet. Just human like a Kate centipede. Winslet. Kate human Winslet. Centipede. Human centipede. I'm really thinking about, like, a human centipede of Kate Winslet. You know, it's just like... So I'm thinking about. So where's the Steve's Jobs role in that human centipede? Oh, Is that the one front. Of them? Yeah. Okay, cool. But we were in Charlottesville, and I said like an offhand. Charlottesville is a teeny town, so cute, and they're really proud of existing. Yes. And it's really close to Monticello, which is where yeah, Thomas Jefferson owned slaves. Yes. Sorry to tell you that. Owned other people. A little bit. Fuck that guy. Um, they had to. Okay, that's that's rough, but true. <laughs> So when you said you were not going to get political tonight. (laughs) Well, when I talk about rape, I smile at the end. I understand. (laughs) I mean, earlier we talked about, like, what's tough about being a female comic, but the other thing that's awesome about being a female comic is, like, uh, yo, straight up oppression is real, so, like, I can talk about it from, like, an inside perspective. It's not offensive because, like, I'm in there, you know, stuff like that. (laughs) Also, I'm so smiley. (laughs) 
It's like, I'm right on that Pete Holmes spectrum. <laughs> yeah, you are. How am I going to offend you? you know I mean? <laughs> so what happened was that, oh yeah, we were in Charlottesville. Yes. And I was talking about the human centipede and then somebody yelled out, the middle one is from here! <laughs> the actor! And then I remember... In the middle! When we were driving in, the sign said, Charlottesville, home of the middle one. <laughs> and I was like, what the hell does that... Oh, that, there's I a got drawing it. underneath. And you're like, yeah. oh, that's the worst Aww. one to me! That's the worst one. Yeah. So that had happened, and then I was like, well, is that your, like, your most famous person from here besides Thomas Jefferson? It's just those two. And then they were like, no, Dave Matthews is from here. And I was like, no, that's not true. He's from South Africa. I know this shit. And they were like, okay, true, true, straight up. Like, you got us. But, <laughs> but they did start the band here, though. Dave Matthews' band is from here. And I was like, oh, RIP the fiddle player. And then they were like, fuck you. It was the saxophone player. <laughs> and I was like, it was not. It was not the audience. And they were like, you are wrong. It was a saxophone player. And I was like, I do not believe anything you're saying. And then Rhea had to come out and Google on stage. And it turns out they were right about their own thing. <laughs> but they know much more about them than I do. <laughs> and we weren't even running out of town. In fact, I think it kind of endeared us to them. Because yeah. like, later after the show, we were hanging out with that cool local mountain dude. Yes, we were hanging out with a cool local mountain dude. Sometimes in a, like a small town, it's like the music dude, the dude who's like really into music, is like also the mountain dude. It's like, oh, yeah. I'm just like music and mountains. That's my stuff. Yeah, um, it's like really good at wearing knit caps. Yeah, 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 yeah. Guy. You're like, but how many kayaks do you own? He's like, oh well, if we count the snowshoes, a couple. He's got a lot of things that are outdoorsy. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like a mountain guy, music mountain guy. You know what I mean? If you count the snowshoes. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. So we was there, then we were in Washington, D.C. And, oh, thank you for the woo. <laughs> Single tiny woo. Yeah. <laughs> we're in Washington, D.C. <laughs> I imagine that... Settle her puppy. I, I think the Washington Monument itself was here going... A tight voice like a it's, so it's, so, yeah. it's so thin <laughs> <laughs> that's adorable because that like I love that we're lesbians for a lot of reasons but number one because that yeah, is yeah, like yeah. probably our nation's biggest phallus and Absolutely. you're like it has a high voice though. it's just like cute and tiny on the inside though <laughs> Yeah. Like every other fellas. Right, exactly. We understand. We get you is what I'm trying to say. Like, we're, like fight. we're with you. You know what I mean? We get it. Because ours is all on the inside. You can't even kick us in it. <laughs> Except one time I did have a roommate. She fell off her bike and she tore off her labia. <gasps> Wait, but guys, for a second, I just imagined a woman just falling sideways <laughs> off a bike and going, I can't live like this! <laughs> What happened was she was very athletic. She was going up a hill, so you know, like pushing really hard. Yeah. She slipped the pedal. Boom on the old thing about skidmarinky do. Yeah. <laughs> they did sew them back on. Oh my god. Which means that somebody was like, Is, does anyone do these plug? 
Somebody was like, are these anybody's? <laughs> what are these? What are these? Well, Hello? <laughs> Stuck in the middle. I know, either. <laughs> That's a Reservoir Dogs joke, and that is a very funny joke. <laughs> I have never seen that movie. You know that about me. I do know that about you. You love me anyway. <laughs> Oh boy. But I think I just know the end too much now. It was uh, the one guy. He's the other guy. Let's not talk about time. the end. Oh, you guys don't want to hear the end of Reservoir Dogs? <laughs> one of my favorite things to do is explain movies. <laughs> Megan, our photographer, loves it when I explain movies because I'm very good at it. Does anyone have a movie they want me to explain? <laughs> if you could yell it out, I'll explain it. Uh, the Human Centipede. The Human Centipede? Oh, like, excuse me, you already understand. It's like... It's like... <laughs> Up? That is such a sad one to choose. Well, what happened is that the one guy is so old because he aged in the beginning of the movie. And then there's a child. Could be Asian. <laughs> Which is nice because representation. Yeah. Then they go, there is a house, and they, it, a balloon comes onto it. They go over to a different place. They catch a big bird. I love that, I love that it's... But it's not a big bird, and... They go over to. In the movie Up, they put a balloon on a house, and then they go over. And go over in the air. Helium is anti-gravitating them, gravitying them. Right. They come around. They go down, and then they go back, rising in the air again. (laughs) They go down so much that it is top. (laughs) Yeah. I love George Clooney in that movie, Over in the Air. (laughs) I relate to that movie. He spends so much time getting in the plane. Getting across. He always gets in a plane, then the plane goes in an arc. (laughs) (laughs) With a takeoff and a landing. Yes. And, you know, I just realized, like, are there any shots of him experiencing turbulence in that movie? (laughs) That is, like, a very unrealistic travel movie about, like, a person who spends all their life on the road. Sure is. I'm going to write them a letter and let them know... (laughs) That, like, for real, spending your life on the road like that is 99% being like, I can't believe I'm going to die on the way to Charlottesville. There's nothing even notable from there. Um, excuse me, the middle one is from there. Would you like some warm nuts? Not since you reminded me of the middle one. It's the worst thing you could possibly get after hearing about the human centipede again is the little jars of warm nuts. <laughs> so gross. Well, then we were at the Kennedy Center. Yeah. <laughs> we were performing there. That's how we got there. Yeah. No we, big deal. Just the Kennedy Center, you guys. <laughs> yeah, you know what else 
it was it's like the so the Kennedy Center is like owned by the government, but then also Target was like <laughs> specifically, which is basically our government. Yeah, now, exactly. I feel like all supplies yeah. come from Target. That's true. We bow down That's to true. you, Target. You have all the Star Wars. <laughs> Universal Health 99 cents pile. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, our show is sponsored by the government and Target, which just goes to show you if you set your mind to it, you can get paid by those level of people. <laughs> you set your mind to it, you can get paid by anything. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, that was neat. So, my friend from college was there. Yeah, at the show, she's pregnant, mm-hmm. and well, she has an interesting relationship because her husband's a lot older. Mm-hmm. And so, I was thinking about their wedding, which was really amazing because they got married when she was in her early twenties and he was in his early forties. And so, it was a destination wedding in that it was in Florida, and <laughs> I just mean like, who lives there? <laughs> and. All of her friends, which would be like me, we stayed at like the shitty hotel, and then all of his friends stayed at like the nice hotel. Yeah. That was next door, and they shared a beach, but it was like they did not share a beach. Like, do not come over here. <laughs> so it was nice hanging out with them because I feel like now I'm like in that other hotel a little bit. Like, I'm just not little, like fully yeah. in that hotel, but I'm just like standing in the lobby and nobody's kicking me out. Like, sure. I'm yeah. just like, oh, well, she's probably staying here. <laughs> that was fun. It is weird to see. Um, pregnant women that are my age because I'm uh, decaying. (laughs) (laughs) What are we going to (laughs) do? I don't know. I mean, we did get our first like legitimate sperm offer. That's true. Another friend of mine was at the Kennedy Center show. We did so well. He was like, do you guys need sperm? Because I have I'll give it to you. (laughs) That you can have. And it was the first time where I was like, oh my God, he means it. (laughs) Yeah. It was my first real pregnancy scare, I guess. (laughs) In about 15 years. It's been about 15 years since I felt that amount of terror. (laughs) What, now? You want me to use it now? But I just got my dumplings. What do you want? I don't know. I, this is such a weird job to have as a woman because, like... As a comedian. Uh, yes. <laughs> right. Because, not for any... First of all, I love this fucking job. This is a great job. But, generally, like, you become a success in this field at, like, 40. Like, that's the age. Like, that's when you do it. 40. There are some outliers. You don't have to point them out to me. I'm aware of the fact that Amy Schumer exists. I know about Aziz Ansari. I know Hannibal Burris. Personally, I know all these people. Shut up. What I'm saying is, generally you make it at 40, and then like you, and I not make it, but I just mean you become like, not, and not even like a success, but a stable. Yeah, you become you Louis become, C.K. at 40. Right. Well... Oh, you know what I mean. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just don't want that to ever be my aspiration. I, okay. Sorry to, like, fuck with you guys like that. Wait a minute. She's, like, not pro-Bernie Sanders, and she doesn't want to be Louis C.K.? Yeah. Can you see the through line there? Yes. I agree with myself. <laughs> <laughs> Joan and Hillary. That's me. Fucking Joan and Hillary, right? I get it. Single clap. <laughs> 
<laughs> do not be ashamed of that clap. No, don't be ashamed of that clap. It's the world we're living in, man, that single clap. I know. Mm. <laughs> so like you become a, a stable person in this field at 40 which is wonderful but to do that throughout all your 20s and 30s you had to work you had to travel and like be in front of the camera and travel more and then mm-hmm. talk to people on stage and there's I don't know if you guys know this about women but it's like 40 is also uh, time that another thing generally happens which is that your eggs go to a bye-bye place. They, <laughs> they go to bed. They go right to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> We've been watching a marathon of Orange is the New Black. My eggs have been watching a marathon yeah. of Orange is the New Black. <laughs> they shut that door. They don't come back out again. Mm-hmm. So you're like racing this clock. Mm-hmm. To then try and figure out, like, can I do it between 40 and 42? Like, at the very end eggs. Mm-hmm. Like, breakfast is about to turn over to lunch. Like, you're oh, just, yeah. like, getting the last eggs. Yeah, it's the continental breakfast. You're like, please! It's that last... It's the crust. Corner, the crust and you're like, I don't corner. know if I should do this, well, but I don't know what I'm going mean, to eat again. technically so all the like, eggs I were, like, a little bit get my protein. Like, I'll just use that And it's probably powder. Yeah, well, so. <laughs> That's Rhea Butcher. <laughs> That's Cameron Esposito. This is so fun that you guys are here for this show because I love all of these comics and we are going to keep the show rolling. This next comic, first of all, we fucking love her because she's a talented and charismatic comic. Second of all, recently as this last week, she watched our dog. So you guys... <laughs> Extra crazy round of applause for this amazing comic slash responsible dog sitter! Let's hear it for Janine Brito! Hey, everybody. I did, I did watch Cameron and Rhea's dog, Murph, this week. Um, sweetheart. Ah, oh, a little puffball love. What a darling. Um, he's a good dog. I love him to death. Um, but that week did make me realize I am not ready for children. Um, just the dog. Because, I mean, he's a sweet dog, but, like, you know, I'm a new person. He was staying at my place. Like, it's a new element. So he was, like, a little bit out of sorts, a little, like, high-strung and nervous the whole time. And so, like, every time the kids in my building would run through the hallways, he would just start yapping like crazy. And I was just like, ah, yeah, fuck those kids! They suck! You should kill them! Like, just every day. Um, every day, because those kids are awful. Uh, I do, I do, I'm, I'm, you know, having the whole biological clock thing. Um, not because I'm uh, close to 40, but because I'm Hispanic and my family is really pressuring me. Uh, to do it and I don't like sometimes I think I want kids but it's only when I meet a cool kid and like you can't get a specific kid like you can't make sure you get a good it doesn't work like that like I can't go to an orphanage and be like bring me all your chubby kids in glasses and I will pick the one who knows who RuPaul is like it's not and just like a sea of children parts and one is in the back like yeah. Yes, I was a 
allowed to thrive like this in the foster care system. Yes, work, mama. It doesn't work that way. That's not how adoption works. Um, I also am thinking about, you know, marriage and stuff. I'm not not married, um, uh, but I'm thinking about it for the first time in a long time um, because my girlfriend is wonderful. She's a great human, uh, which is different for me. Usually my type is just a demon in a skin suit. Just real (laughs) monster people. Uh, And she's great, so... um, Thinking about, I'm happy that, you know, that Cameron and Rhea could get married and I can get married wherever I want. It's, it's exciting. I was very happy uh, with the Supreme Court struck down DOMA. Um, I, in celebration from now on, whenever I eat pussy, I spell out Scalia's descent with my tongue. Um, <laughs> just in celebration. I feel like he senses it like some kind of gay voodoo, like something gay's happening in my name. Yep, and she likes it. Uh, but yeah, I think it's it's ridiculous that law ever existed at all. I, I, I don't think the government should be able to tell you who you can and cannot marry. That is idiotic. Um, however, I do think your friends and family should um, because we are all awful at making that life decision. Like, I don't care who you are. I don't care what you're into. We have all had at least one situation where you thought, like, this is it! This is the one! And then it falls apart, and everyone you love is like, thank God, because that was a shit show! (laughs) We've all had that. That's why I think the only law that should apply to marriage is before anyone gets married, um, all parties involved, your top five people should all have to unanimously enthusiastically agree it's a good idea like even if one person's like I don't know he's in a jam band like get the fuck out don't don't marry that guy it's a mistake I like I like bigger girls I like curvier women uh that's just what does it for me uh that's what yep like I'm figgy thick uh but it's weird, because like, I am still a woman raised in the Western world. I'm still a woman raised in the United States. So like, when it comes to myself, I still have those same body image issues most women have. Like, when it comes to me, I'm still like, oh, I just want to look like a small Korean boy. That's the goal like, for myself. But, but again, I was also raised in a Latino household. So when it comes to other women, it just flips. Like with other girls, I'm just like, ooh, mamacitas. <laughs> and like Carlos Carlo Santana and Gloria Stefan do a little duet in my brain and my pussy's all like, the man, the man's gone, I guess. It's like a whole Miami sound machine production that happens. And I think that this schism, that this divide within myself is why I love Spanx. I love Spanx. I know I'm not supposed to say that as a feminist, but I love them. They're the best. Like, it's like, when I wear Spanx, like, I look thinner. I feel better about myself. But then, if I bring a woman home and she's wearing Spanx, I get so excited. I'm like, there's more! It is like ass and titty Christmas! It's so good! Or ass Hanukkah, if there's enough to last eight days and nights. Badonkaka is what I call it. 
that celebration. And the lights stay on for that one, too. Um, I came out pretty late for someone my age. I came out uh, pretty much the tail end of college because uh, I didn't want to have any fun, so I waited until the party was over. Um, and then I came out. And when I did, um, all of my friends and family were like, ah, yeah. We fucking know. Which is weird to me. Like, I thought I was hiding it pretty well back then. Like, like I, I had long hair. Uh, my favorite color was pink. Yeah, I thought that would handle it. Um, but it didn't. And I was trying to figure out, like, what gave me away. And I realized that up until that point, like, I never talked about sex or dating. And then when I did, I way overcompensated. Um, and the first instance of this was when I was 11, I realized all my friends were getting into dating boys and stuff, and I was like, oh shit, gotta catch up. Uh, so what I did is I went to the mall and I bought a Thunder From Down Under man calendar, as we all did at 11, right? That's a normal pre-adolescent child thing to do. And like, I wouldn't even let the dude put it in a bag. Like, I just walked around the mall like, check out what the J-Dog likes. Just like, I showed it to my mother when I got home, which is so inappropriate. Like, I called her, I was like, mama, come to the foyer. And I like showed her her child holding this nudie man calendar. And my mom, when she saw this, just gave me this look that was like, which said two things. It said, one, I don't believe you. Um, and two, no straight woman under the age of 75 is into this. What the fuck is going on, Blanche Devereaux? Like, what is this? Because I have been to both bachelor and bachelorette parties. I have observed straight people in their natural habitat. The movie Magic Mike is a lie. Like, straight men watching female strippers, like, there are men in the room legitimately being aroused. But straight women with male strippers, no one is getting turned on. Like, most of you guys are like, oh, he's a cutie patootie. But, like, it's mostly just like an, oh, my God, Kathy, this is so out of character kind of bonding experience for you guys. Like, there's no woman sitting in a dark corner at an all-male review just being like, oh, I can't wait to get home so I can just, ah! Not a single one, and if there is, it's like a lady who lives in the woods, has a coat made out of raccoons. It's a crazy mountain woman who has those thoughts. But that's gonna do it for me. Thank you guys so much for coming out to the show. Greedo, you guys. I came out like in the middle of college, so I got it just in there, just enough. And I was in like a sociology class, or I don't even remember what kind of a class it was. This was before I came out, and uh, we were doing this like test about gen. We were talking about gender and like how it expresses itself, and blah blah blah, all this stuff. And we're like, it's even, you know, the teacher was like, oh, it's even in your walk. And he was like having people walk, and then like I walked in front of the class, and he was like, okay, now walk like a woman. <laughs> and I was like, I can't, I can't do that. <laughs> Went to college in 1965. <laughs> oh man, you guys, this show is so great and it's going to keep getting greater. Everyone on this show is great. The next two comics are friends of the show and you're going to love them both. You guys, give it up for Stone and Stone. <laughs> hey, 
Hi. We're so excited we're to be here. We're so happy to be here. Over there. This is and great. We're, we're here. We're and, from and New York. We came, yeah, came from New York a few days ago. It was great. Oh, we love Hello. them. We love this show. Give her a round of applause for them. Yes, Again. let's hear it for everybody. And for them getting married. You want to back up? Sorry. Hey, guys. How are you? Hey. All how these are good you? people here. So I know. Really nice energy, and everyone's very love nice. You. So thank you. Yeah. Anyway, we are from New York, yeah. and, and we are twins. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah. Thank you for laughing at that. That's great. That's, good. That's a good start. Go twins. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Anyway. Um, anyway, so uh, are you guys familiar with the term in between jobs? You guys know what that means? Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. So they're all yeah. unemployed. You know what okay. I'm kidding. Well, yeah. they're, yeah, you're like students probably. Whatever. Yeah. But anyway, so uh, we like that phrase a lot because, you know, you may never find another job again, but more likely than not, you will. So yeah. you're in between. It implies that you will. Yeah. yeah. And so we think that you can apply that concept to other parts of your life. So if you're single, you can just say, I'm in just in between girlfriends or boyfriends. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Or if you've been sad for a really long time, you could say, I'm just in between joyous times. Yeah. 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 That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Just in between. Yeah. That's yeah. all. Yeah. Anyway, um, I, I actually, I used to work in a magazine, and uh, I was at a party, and someone asked me what I did. This guy asked me what I did, and I told him I worked in a magazine. And he said, you know, magazines are going to die, so you should get out of that. So I said, well, you know, you're going to die. So should I back out of this conversation? Yeah, exactly. Stupid. Since we're all going to die, die. So being rude. So, yeah, so rude. There's a lot of rude people. people like that will just do, say nasty yeah. thing, aggressive I know. things That's to rude. you. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to talk about your resume or should I move forward? I can talk. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay, so tell them about we were talking yeah. on the subject of jobs. So after uh, I graduated from college, I was sending out a bunch of resumes looking for a job, and I didn't get many positive responses. So what I did is I I sought the help of like a resume coach. I yeah. don't know. I a saw, resume saw coach. So the guy, and I showed him my resume, and he actually said that I had a pretty good resume, but that I should be using some stronger verbs. You know. Yeah. So he said, and instead of using verbs like participated in and joined, he said use stronger verbs like led and created. Yeah. You know. However, he did say there were some verbs that were perhaps a little too strong, uh, such as molested, yeah, you know, yeah. and indicted, yeah, and verbs yeah, like that. Indicted, yeah. So I took out those verbs, and yep. I substituted them with new ones, and I actually got a great job as a day camp counselor, yeah, which I yeah. love. That's so, great. Yeah, yeah. That's great. That, Until just a recently, couple of words can really help. Terms, yeah. 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 Anyway. Anyway, um, are you guys he, he following the election at all? A little bit? Yeah. yeah. A little stuff. political earlier. Yeah, very cool. Cameron well, was we talking. We are following great. it, but, you know, one issue that we notice that isn't discussed anymore is capital punishment. Yeah. It just feels like it's kind of gone away, mm-hmm. and we've never had a, a, a strong feeling either way on it, but there is one group of people that I do believe in capital punishment for, and that is certain types of children, okay? And let me explain, okay? I have a a, a little child. He's a little under two. His name is Ezra. He's a very sweet person. And and I brought him to the playground recently, and uh, he he brought his little play bucket and a little shovel, and uh, he was in the sandbox, and then another bigger kid went up to him and took his sandbox. Yeah, his little play... Yeah, his shovel toy. And so... Um, and he doesn't really speak that much. And so he was just like, eh? Ezra, my son. Yeah. I was like, eh? And the older kid just said, shut up. And then he took it from him, you know? Yeah. And I was Nasty. like, I just think that kid should be executed, you know? Yeah. Like, what's, like, what good is he going to do for our You know, world? like, he's not going to do anything yeah. good for the world. And if you think, if you're against execution, just think of it as, like, a very, very late-term abortion, you know? Yeah, something like, that's like, fine that it way. It was like, it didn't work out, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah, it didn't work out. Yeah. Um, anyway, um, 
speaking of kids, so I have my two-year-old, but I was on this bus in New York, and I overheard these two mothers talking about their children, and they were bragging, and it was like this humble brag type thing where one particularly was saying, you know, our, uh, you know, our son, he seemed really interesting and, and smart, and so we thought... He's getting bored in class. We should test him, you know, see if he's really smart or something. So we tested him. We got the results back. Turns out he's in the top 5% of intelligence. Almost a genius. Who knew? Who knew? That was her little, like, humble thing. Like, who knew? Huh. Well, first off, you, like, should know. You know, like, if you're the mother. But it's like, who knew? Who knew? And so that really bothered me. So I decided I'm going to get involved in this conversation. Yeah. So I went in and I said... I, I have an eight-year-old, too. And I don't. I have a two-year-old. But I was, like, I was like, I also have an eight-year-old. And, you know, we thought, my wife and I, we thought that there was something special about him. So we decided to get him tested. And we got the, scores resu- the score results back. Turns out he's in the bottom 5% of intelligence. Yeah. yeah. And that's just in our, our area, you know, like the whole country. Nationally. Yeah. yeah. It's like bottom 2%. Yeah. Who knew? You know? Who knew? He'd been living under our roof for the last eight years. Turns out he's a complete moron. Yeah. yeah. Who knew? Who knew? Yeah. I like that. That'll um, show her. Yeah. Yeah. So um, she's a rude good. person. Well, so that's, I agree with you. Yeah. yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, I actually went to a new doctor recently, which was kind of exciting because I, whatever. I mean, I, we like, a, yeah. so it was a big deal. And because I, I had a rash on my inner thigh. It was like right here. You probably want to hear, but anyway, but, whatever. but, but. So it was here, and so I got there, and he told me, he actually thought it was like a form of athlete's foot. And I was really confused. Like, yeah. it's not on my foot, though. Yeah. But, like, so, but anyway, so he said, then he said, socks, he said, always put your socks on before your underwear. He said, socks before underwear. And the rationale being that if you don't, then your foot can graze against your underwear, and, and then bring. you bring that up towards that region, you know? Yeah. And I know it's kind of gross, but anyway. So he kept saying, socks before underwear. He said, it was actually uh, one of the most important things I ever learned in uh, medical school, to put your socks on before your underwear. Yeah. And, uh, and I was like, if this is one of the most important things yeah. you learn in medical school, you should sue your medical school. Yeah, yeah. And I should stop finding doctors on Grinder, you know? Yeah, yeah. 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 It's yeah, not yeah. a good place. It's exactly. not a good place to find them. Yes. yes. Anyway, so we know we're out here. You guys drive a lot, right? In New York, it's on a subway, but we want to talk to you guys because we're here. And so you all drive, I assume, and we know how to drive, but we don't own a car. And so if we ever need to do an errand, we'll borrow our mother's car. Yeah. Okay. Thank you for laughing at that. Or um, it's okay. You know, we're in our 30s. It's okay. So yeah, we yeah. borrow our mother's car, and we were uh, driving in, in Manhattan, and we were at a light, and I was driving. Todd was in the passenger seat, and I accidentally took my foot off the brake, and we crashed into the car ahead of us. And it, it was like a light tap. It wasn't, yeah, a, it big wasn't crash. a big deal. It was like five miles an hour, but I'd never been to an accident in my life, so I was freaking out. So I got out of the car, and the guy who I hit got out of his car, and I said, I'm so sorry, sir. Are you all right? Should we call the ambulance or the police? And he just looked at me, and he said, no problem, mate. It's a rental. And I said, what? And he said, it's a rental, mate. It's a freaking rental. Kick it, mate. And he starts kicking his own car. He's like, it's a rental. And then he's like, spit on it, mate. Spit on it. So I like reluctantly spat on his car a little. Like, Pum. He's like, it's a rental, mate. It's a freaking rental. And I just love this guy's attitude on life. You know? It's I like, agree. if something isn't yours... It's worthless. You know? Yeah. I love that. Song. Yeah. Well, you guys, guys, you guys are great. great. Thank, Thank you so much. much. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. Guys, Stone and Stone. They are great. 
They are great. Hi, guys. Cool, cool. I almost blasted into them. That would have been a whole other thing. How are you guys doing? You too, yes? How was your day? How was your day? What did you do today? Just worked? What do you do for a living? Um, I'm a writer. You're a writer for, like, what kind of stuff? Uh, for, like, you know, UCB and iOS and stuff like that. You're a writer for UCB and iOS? Yeah. Like, like sketch stuff? Yeah. Like, you write for the theater we're currently at? Well, it's like and then that. you're like, I'm fucking coming to that theater? Because <laughs> it's after work? And you're like, I'm still going to go hang out? <laughs> yeah, sometimes. That's very... I don't always write for it. Yeah. Not all the time. No, but you're, like, dedicated yeah, I'm in to it. the cause. Yeah. Let's hear it for that. That's fucking amazing. Rad, Rad, how are you doing? Yeah, how was your day? Uh, pretty, pretty solid. What did you do? I worked. You worked. Well. What do you do? I work at Merrill Lynch. You work at Merrill Lynch? Yeah. That's different <laughs> than what you do. In some ways, I mean, in a lot of ways, actually. What do you do at Merrill Lynch? You talk to old white people about their money? I hope that you just incorporate some of that can-do attitude into the actual conversation with them. Hey, you're old and white, so let's talk about your money. You have it. You have money. Because it's about your old and white. You remember it. Are you a man? You've got money. <laughs> cool. That's rad. Uh, how is that? You have like a, such a punk rock outfit on. What do you wear to work when you work at Merrill Lynch? Um, hand, hand, handling people's money. Like slacks. Slacks. See? I knew it. I knew it was going to be like slacks. <laughs> Nobody's ever said that since my grandmother died. <laughs> I'm not down on you. I'm up on slacks. I'm up on slacks. I'm getting over on slacks. <laughs> cool. Awesome. How much... Are you, how rich are you? <laughs> Not so? Very little. Really? Yeah. So, why? <laughs> Maybe because I'm a lady. I'm not sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, fuck that. Exactly. <laughs> you're not sure because you're a lady. Is it, like, the level of position or... I don't know how any yeah. of this stuff works. So, like, you manage their assets, but, like, you're not... You don't go, like... Now this also makes re me rich. Who is that guy? Leonardo DiCaprio? You're not him? You don't make a Wall Street wolf? No? That's not like that? That must kind of suck then. Because you're looking at all these people's amounts of money. And then do you ever just say like, do you ever just open their, do you ever gasp? Do you ever go, oh that is a lot of money that you yeah. You do? Yeah. How do they take, they're like, I agree. Like that's, <laughs> they must love that. You just open an account for like 10 million and that's just a little bit of this one guy's money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's got, like, he's like, do what you want with that. Do like, put the 10 mil wherever you want it to be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do you see that in your own future? Like when you like imagine your own future, no. do you think about yourself being like, here's this, like this is for whatever, like this is like, Play money. <laughs> I mean, wishful thinking, but I don't think yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. In your wishful thinking, you don't even imagine the. I mean, we got like cool glasses. Does that make any sense? Do you know what I mean? It's like, it's like eventually you might be rich because your glasses are cool. 
does that feel right? That feels right. Yeah. <laughs> Although I guess if you were like really rich, then you'd be like, fix him with lasers. So it's <laughs> a good point I'm making. <laughs> Listen, I totally hope you get more money. Yeah. <laughs> it's here for that person. I think you might be the last person I talked to. Your jacket is amazing. How, is, how are you? How's your jacket? What? Why are you slapping? You're like, you like knew the jacket was going to get some. Well, I mean, like straight up, you're, you're like, I'm wearing a fringed suede jacket because I want to keep a low profile. No, you're fucking not. I mean, I get it. Look at my jacket. We flashy, bitch. Oh, it's the only jacket. The only jacket you have right now. The rest of my stuff is stuck with my ex-wife and my old apartment. I'm not saying that the rest of your stuff isn't stuck with your ex-wife in your own apartment. All I'm saying is that you guys got into some sort of explosive argument, and you were like, "Fine, I'm leaving," but not without taking my most practical jacket. That jacket wasn't allowed in the Oh, so this is like your fuck you jacket. You're like, I'm free! I can fringe where I want. It wasn't allowed in the apartment. Where did it have to live? It was like in another friend's house, like on the floor or something. Oh my god. Listen, I don't know I don't know what the future holds for you and this person. You said X. You guys are already divorced? Uh, we're in the process. In the process. Fucking good riddance. I know I'm not your, like, I know I'm not your good friend, but like, Jesus Christ, life is difficult enough without your favorite jacket having to live at a friend's house. May you find peace and soon, because that is some bullshit. You guys, are you ready for more show? Awesome. Hey, this gentleman, we love it when he comes by the show. We're so happy that he's here tonight. So please, a wild round of applause for Mr. James Davis. Give it up for James. Come on. What's up, guys? Speaking of uh, amazing-ass jackets, right? I was back there like, I don't know what we're talking about, but I've got the jacket to end the conversation. So, uh, yeah, I don't know, but seize your jacket. Get your shit back. I don't, is that what we're talking about? A a closed custody battle or something like that? I'll just say this. If somebody had my Jordans, fucking murder them right there on the spot. Give me my Jordans for your life. It's that important. It's not my first joke, just sharing. Anyway, uh... It's, it's, it's the winter. Like, this is jacket season. Like, this is what you bought your jacket at that summer sale for. Like, this is the reason. You open up the closet, like, who wants some time? Who wants some game time out there, huh? You, Macy's, do you want this? Dad's old jacket, are you ready to get some game time? Clock in. I might need you if that doesn't work out. Look alive. It's cold out here. I'm from L.A., so anything under the 60 is, is the revenant to me. It's just... I'm like, it's 55. Shouldn't we just shut it down and wait for the National Guard? I mean, 
This is the Ice Age. I think I got the gangrene right now. I think we're going to have to cut off some toes. I'm from South Central, uh, Stalker and Crenshaw. Uh, whoop, whoop. Uh, <laughs> I'll be honest, I'm not from like that South Central. Like, Minister Society, Training Day, Hunger Games, that's not my district. It's not where I grew up. That's District 13. I grew up District 12. Make a long story short, I'm not hood. I'm hood adjacent, if that makes any sense. You know people like that? Like, like here's a hood, drive-bys, gang-banging. It looks like an episode of The Wire. Then there's a street. Then me, uh, dodged it. That was close. Grew up over here. Thank you, Mom, for working harder than those moms across the street. <laughs> what? I'm just saying. I'm not calling them lazy. I'm calling mine focused. She just had a better plan. It's like, yes, I know the dude who got shot in the drive-by, but no, I wasn't invited to the retaliation meeting. I don't know what our response is to this guy shooting up the street next to the street I care about, but I told him, hey, when you find the guy who did this, keep it gangster, do what y'all do. Put it on Instagram and I'll like that shit. Hit it with the double tap. Hood adjacent, I make my Kool-Aid with Fiji water and a touch of Splenda. Just a, just a scotch. So much more crisper to the palate. You know what it tastes like? Progress. Just an extra five years of life. It's like a video game when you find a little medicine, it's like, doot, 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 doot. That's what it is. And you don't finish the glass either. Too much poison. Anyway, uh, speaking of progress, I'm uh, working on my relationship with my dad right now, rebuilding that. He flakes on me. I'm trying to get quality time. It's awkward, honestly, because I feel like I'm chasing a chick I have a crush on. But that chick is my dad. But I'm doing the same type of things. Like, I made him a mixtape of songs that made me think about him. Just the two of us. Just, that, was track, that was track one. Got to start off strong. Sometimes I'll text him in the middle of the day, Hey, you. Cross my mind. What are you up to later? Smiley face, heart eyes. If you don't respond in enough time, I get attitude. Oh, this nigga playing games. He seen my text. It says red. Why is he playing this hot and cold shit? <sighs> He's probably texting other kids. Just... Then he'll hit me back like 45 minutes later. New phone. Who this? I'm like, I'm not saved. I'm not on the cloud or the card. What kind of plan do you have? I'm a jealous son, too. I don't like anybody around my dad. To the point where I stalk his Facebook page and go through his photo albums just to make sure he ain't raised no kids behind my back. You know, I just can't have that happen. You guys ever hang out with other dads trying to make your dad jealous? <laughs> yep, I tried it. I did. I went on a fishing trip with other grown men just trying to let my dad know, hey, sucker, you ain't the only one out here that wants this. You better act like you want it before you lose it. Because these other dads, they want to share advice and lend me money. So if you aren't about it, fishing trip went well. Put the pictures on Facebook, trying to rile them up. He didn't even leave a comment, and I know he saw it because I tagged him in the picture. A little empty box with just the name. Where the fuck were you, dude? There's your name, but where's your spirit? Here's the thing, I don't like this joke because it makes it seem like he's an asshole. He's a nice dude, he does work in the community. The other day he was proud to tell me, hey son, I'm helping out at the Boys and Girls Club, you wanna help me? And I was like, 
I'm gonna be a hundred percent honest with you, Dad. They'll fuck them kids, man. What about me? You can't move on to some new project. We're not done here, okay? Complete these hours, then move on. Don't get the club shot up, dog. That's all I'm saying, man. I'm not ready for that yet. But then the tides have turned. He fell into some hard times, and now he's had to move in with me in my one-bedroom apartment. Not paying rent, just sleeping on my couch. It's awkward, because it's a one-bedroom apartment, which is made for just one human adult, uh, not two. Especially not his dad, who he doesn't even have that great of a relationship with. Because it's like, hey, yeah, I want to rebuild the relationship, but this is moving a little too fast, a little too furious. Like, still need my space. And because he's not really paying rent, he's just there, it's like, it's like I'm the dad and he's the son. Like, he'll just be there and I'll have company over and I'm like, hey, dude, you gotta go to your room. You grounded. But then I'll have company over and he'll text me like, hey, can I, uh, you know, come out there and make a meal? And I'm like, absolutely not. Uh, go to bed, little man. And then he'll hit me back like, hey, dog. I'm like, hey, 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 listen, you, hey, I need you to be grateful. I put a roof over your head, clothes on the table. I brought you in this apartment. I'll take you out. And then if I really just need to get him out, I just start smoking a lot of weed. And he's just like, all right, son, I get the point. I'm like, yeah, man, go. Ain't one of them kids from the Boys and Girls Club got an apartment by now? Go visit them. Visit your little project. Uh, shout out to whoever won Iowa. Uh, this whole election is like going into a club full of ugly bitches. It's like, I don't want none of y'all. I, just, I guess I'll just go home and govern myself. <laughs> I'll say this though, if Donald Trump wins, going back to Africa. I am, and I'm not, I don't even have people there. I don't know anybody there. I'm just gonna show up like, listen, I need, I'm an American refugee. <laughs> I, just, I, don't, I don't even know Africans, so I just would be like, like Netflix beast of no nation African, like, why are you not letting me in? I am afraid. You do not have Airbnb or something? There's a new captain of the ship, his hat is scary, please. Please let me in. I will say this, man. It just sucks. Black spring break is over, you know? Barack's out of here. I'm gonna miss the way he gives a speech. When Barack gives a speech, it's dope. He's like a rapper. He'll say cool stuff like, uh, now listen. I understand that we're not where we wanna be. But you've gotta look at this government like you're driving a car. Uh, when you wanna go forward, you put the gear in D. And when you want to go backwards, you put it in R. Democrat, Republican. Forward, backwards. Which way do you want to go? I was like, Tupac's back. James Davis, you guys. with a mic drop. You guys didn't laugh hard enough that there's a new captain of the ship and he has scary hair. That was very funny. <laughs> I also have to say that Inglewood 
is the only place that I have gotten just a straight-up compliment on my suit by a stranger. So, I love Inglewood. Also went there and bought a bunch of Girl Scout cookies. So, change your mind about things, people. White people, I told people, like, oh, I'm going to go uh, film a thing in Inglewood. And white people are like, then I went and bought Girl Scout cookies. And a woman was like, oh, you look very nice today. As I was coming out of the women's public restroom in a suit in Inglewood. I love Inglewood! (laughs) (sighs) And I love this show, and it's going to keep going. This next comic is a friend of the show as well. We love it when he comes by. He has a brilliant Twitter feed. You guys, give it up for Eric Dodorian. Hi. I made it out. I didn't think I was going to. For a second, it was touch and go. Me versus me v curtain. <laughs> Historical landmark case of a doofus v curtain. Doofus wins. Time and time again. My nipples just got hard. Hi. Thank you. Ashante. What? What is it? Shut up. Stop. Who are you? Why? What are you even... I get in my defensive stance. What if, what if, what if, what if I died right this second? They come in threes. They come in threes. Bowie, Snape. Al-Qaeda's graphic designer. Why? How are you laughing so much? Wow. It's 2016, Papa. You can't laugh at me like that. Just kidding, you can. What if I died right this second? That'd be weird, huh? It'd be weird, huh? That would suck, huh? Viral, though, huh? I think in this country, then the fucking... No, listen. (laughs) No, I got something to say. God damn it, I got something to say. I'm gonna say it. No, the discourse. The discourse in this country, it's bad. It's bad. We should only talk about food or death. Simplified things. Those are the two things that we all have in common. Food and death. Only talk about... And death is dark. It's dark. Um, let's talk about food. I'll talk about food. I, you know that feeling? What's that feeling? You guys get it. I get it. I'm like, I'm not hungry, but I could eat. I'm not hungry. I'm not hungry, but I could eat. That's how I feel about death. That's how I feel about death. Like, I don't, I don't want to die. I don't want to die. I don't want to die. But I could die. (laughs) I could die. 
there's enough of this in the world, right? We don't need this anymore. I could die. So I Google it. What's that feeling when you don't want to die, but you could die? Google it, depression. <laughs> Come back. Come back, depression. Fucking depression. Did you guys know that every single person that suffers from clinical depression has the same blood type? B negative. <laughs> what does it read? It's, it's hips, then your hands, right? Hips and hands. Yeah, Reno's. Reno's. Hips and hands. And watch it go. Bye. <laughs> then uh, the other day I couldn't stop you guys remember back in the day Ellis Island <laughs> back in the day Ellis Island I couldn't stop thinking I couldn't stop thinking like what it was like coming into this country on a boat through Ellis Island on your period <laughs> like what the fuck must have that been like man did I say that sentence right I didn't, huh? That must have been fucking crazy. That's why I'm voting for Hillary. I don't want to talk about it. That's it. That's it. Imagine, well, imagine coming to this country on a boat not through Ellis Island. That's why I voted for Obama. But, oh, there you are. Hi. Come on over. It's slavery. Um, And isn't it like a mother fucking motherfucker that the closest that this country's ever come to a woman president and then here comes a sexy ass motherfucker Bernie. Isn't that about a bitch? Isn't that about just like, what the f It's like 10,000 spoons when all you need is a knife. You know what I mean? Like, it's so fucking hard. It's so, I love... But it's just, you know, I love, oh, you're so good, you're right, but. I'm with her. I was dumb, I'm so stupid. Why do I get political? I don't know. It's pretty sick, huh? Shut up. Get over yourselves. You couldn't do it. You couldn't do it. Could you? You probably could. Should I change my whole body? Should I? I want to change my whole body. I do. I want to get... No, I want to get like... I want to get fucking like... Fuck you, calves. I want to get, like, calf implants that are just like, fuck you, dude. Like, what? And then also, should I, I should get a toupee, huh? Just like a little... Just like a little... Like a floating... Just like a blonde, like, careless whisper. Just like a blonde, like a careless whisper of a blonde toupee. You're too handsome to be sitting in the front. You look like a director. Put your head on. Put your head on. Put your head on. Oh my God, put me in your next movie, dude. Put 
me in your next movie, Papa. I can dance. I'll do anything, dude. I'll do fucking anything for you. Come on, please. Come on. <laughs> and then just like my eyes, like light, 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 hazel contacts. Okay, what if I died right now? Okay, my name's Eric. Thank you so much. You guys are great. Let's hear it for Eric Dorian. Oh, he is hilarious. Jesus fucking Christ. Hey, guys, we got one final comic. I am so excited that she's here. She lives in New York now, but... Um, we spent many years living together in Chicago and doing doing shows there, and so it's an extra special treat to see an old pal on the show tonight. I know you guys are going to be super sweet in welcoming her, correct? Yes. All right, guys, let's hear from Megan Gailey. Come on. Give it up for Cameron and Rhea and everybody. Uh, Cameron and I once drove in a blizzard to perform at a pizza parlor in Kenosha, Wisconsin. And the show, well, they had dead stuffed birds at the, on the ceiling. And it's like, that's appetizing. Um, and then at the end, a woman came up and gave me like a very tiny purple butterfly pill. And I was like vitamins and Karen was like that's ecstasy and I was like even better uh, Kenosha is crazy um, so that's what comedy is like just a lot of pizza parlors and ecstasy you didn't want but I am I'm visiting from New York and I was at an open mic last night because I'm constantly trying to perfect my craft and a man was complaining about LA apartments <laughs> I was like, how, you thin, tan piece of selfish shit. How dare you? You have no fucking idea what I've been through. Uh, my first apartment in New York, I shared a bed with another woman platonically. And we, we there just weren't any other beds. <laughs> and, and we had to move out because our super was caught climbing through our window on a ladder to try and have sex with us. And I, like, still miss that apartment. <laughs> like... <laughs> I'm like, that was a great place. Um, it, for me, it was nice because I was at, when all this happened, I was at the Giants Monday night football game, and that's like the one time the NFL has helped a woman not get raped. Uh, so it's like, do I have a commercial yet? I guess not, uh, Goodell, but you should. I, uh, I'm doing well, I think. Um, I realized recently that I'm very sexually attracted to men in boat shoes. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, I know that's embarrassing. <laughs> it's obviously the shoe mascot of a man that would finger you while you're asleep, but... <laughs> I just love them, you know? <laughs> like, you're just so cute and nautical. They're like little daddy clogs. I like them so much. 
like if I woke up and my pussy felt weird at all and I saw a loafer, I'd be like, well, that's not me. You know, like, <laughs> that's my bad. I do like that you guys are up here. It's so fun. I wonder what day they were like, we need some, we need some chairs on the stage. <laughs> like, it really, you're like a part of it, but like you've done no work. You know, like that's... <laughs> You have very long legs. You are very... No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone hates... No, no, yeah. We're all like, fuck you. You look too good. And it's like, you got a mustache and a fringe coat. Live your life, dude. Um, I meant that in like a positive way. Sometimes I say things and just because I look like the girl that was mean to you in high school, it seems like an insult, but I meant to... The, the fringe coat is cool. <laughs> She, like, can't believe it. She's like, I can't believe it. He's got a, he's got a French coat. Uh, and you've got a blanket, you know? Like, it's your coat, but it's a blanket. I love that. This is wonderful. There's a real Lewis and Clark expedition happening. <laughs> One of my friends called me last week, and she was like, I just had the most incredible rough sex. I got spanked, choked, thrown around. And then she goes, well, his dick didn't really work. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, yeah, you just got beat up. Like, <laughs> so, I mean, I'm glad you tried to like rebrand it. <laughs> like, if you have bruises and there wasn't a dick inside of you, you got tricked somewhere. Like. <laughs> And you still called it rough sex? Like, no, you just had rough. Like, that sucks. You missed the best part of rough sex. It's like having diarrhea and you didn't even get to go to Benihana's. Like, <laughs> that's for my mustard sauce army. I love, I could drink that mustard sauce. I have a boyfriend. I left him in New York. He's a sweet man. Um, He's great. He's really wonderful. He's a comedian, too. And so sometimes people will like be like, oh, is that competitive? But he's, like, a lot funnier than me. And, like, sometimes he'll be like, I'm going to go, like, write jokes. And I'm like, oh, I forgot. I got to do that. You know? Like, for me, it's just, like, a lot of, like, personality, personality. Like, move my face weird and then, like, shimmying. Um, <laughs> so I'm like, I should write. Uh, he filmed a sketch with a, a playmate last week. Because they're, like, so funny. <laughs> Every time I see Playboy, I'm like, I bet she has a great pun. Um, so when he came home, he was like, I just want to let you know that I was, like, very honest about having a girlfriend and how much I love you and that we live together. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> I'm sure that was necessary. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure this playmate saw you and just like, I got to fuck him immediately. <laughs> Even I'm on the fence about you. Uh, <laughs> It's uh, exciting to be in L.A. I took a three-and-a-half-hour nap today, so <laughs> pilot season. <laughs> Just a lot of napping. Um, I've had a lot of weird jobs. I used to work at a retirement community, and whenever I tell people that, their first question always is, a lot of sex happens there, right? A lot of people fucking. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. That's not really what got me in the game. Um <laughs> I started working there because my grandmother lived with my family for five years, and she had very, very advanced Alzheimer's. And 
Alzheimer's is a terrible, awful disease, but hers exhibited itself in kind of a fun way. Like, for example, every morning I would come upstairs and I'd say, what are you doing? And she'd go, everybody, I can. (laughs) Which is so cute, because, like, what she was saying is, like, I don't know how to answer the question, but, like, I'd rather be fucking, you know? And, like, (laughs) that's so cool. By the end of her life, she'd forgotten a lot of, like, the worst things that had happened to her, which is kind of a blessing. Um, For instance, her and my grandfather got a divorce when they were 35 years old because my grandfather left her for a 19-year-old that worked at the snack shop at their country club. Yeah. Like, not a neighbor or a secretary. He fucked a woman barely legal to sell him hot dogs. Like, that's crazy, yeah? She had forgotten a lot of these details, though, so she would come up to me and she'd say, Where's Bill? And I would say, Well... Bill is dead. And then she would get the biggest smile on her face. (laughs) And she would ask, did I kill him? (laughs) Which, like, puts me in a tough spot. I'd always say no, because you're not supposed to, like, fuck with Alzheimer's patients past. It could confuse them even more. And then by the time I knew she was really on the way out, I just started to say yes. And my mom would get so mad at me. And it's like, yeah, mom, you don't get it. Like, this is her (laughs) make-a-wish. Like, this is it for her, you know? She's not going to be a running back on the Giants for a day. She's not going to slow dance with a manatee. Like, (laughs) she wants to think she strangled her ex-husband and got away with it. And I'm a good fucking granddaughter. You guys have been so much fun. Thank you very much. Great show. Great show. You guys, I'm Cameron Esposito. I'm Rhea Butcher. We are here every Tuesday night. We will see you next week. See you next week. Put your hands together. 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 Get ready to laugh. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Get ready to clap. Your hands together. Put your hands together. Arnie Niekamp from the Improv Fantasy Podcast, Hello from the Magic Tavern. I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago into the magical land of Foon, and I started a podcast. Season three has just begun with a brand new adventure to defeat the Dark Lord. If you're a new listener or you've fallen behind, season three is a great jumping on point. And we've got great guests like Justin McElroy. I sound like a fancy college professor. Eight nights. <laughs> Rachel Bloom. You all see my collection of men corpses and one woman. Felicia Day and Colton Dunn. You've seen <coughs> me have intercourse with a variety of species. It's a bummer. Andy Daly. You have the members of Genesis listed, but Phil Collins yeah. has crossed out and then circled and crossed out again. Uh, yes, I have killed Phil Collins twice. Thomas Middleditch. <laughs> Oh, Jesus! I mean, Jazos, <laughs> ruler of the eighth circle. And that's just the beginning. Season three of Hello from the Magic Tavern is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.